Hi. Hello. Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Basketball Gym Podcast. I am Jariah Archuleta, joined today by Robbie. Hi. And Sam. Hello. There's no E this week because, as you probably read from the title, we went to the movie theater. Yeah. Um, we went and saw two movies in the span of 12 hours. We went and saw, as of this recording, Top Gun, Maverick, last night at 10.30 at night. We got home around 1.30, went to sleep, woke up, and went and saw Men. Mm-hmm. Um, Which are both movies E would not want to watch for vastly different reasons. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, both because they're not gay enough. <laughs> Fair? Um, but yeah, so before we uh, do any of that, I will say Top Gun Maverick is 2 hours and 11 minutes long, rated PG-13 for sequences of intense action and some strong language, and then Men is 1 hour and 40 minutes long, rated R for disturbing and violent content, graphic nudity, grisly images, and nudity. Mm-hmm. So, don't know why graphic nudity and nudity is separated. Mm-hmm. I think I know why, nudity but... Nudity is probably, like, some nips. Graphic nudity is just, like, some dicks. And also, badge. And, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty much, much what it is. Graphic... If it says graphic nudity, it means that it's showing some genitalia area, but regular yeah. nudity is just nips. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, here's how we're gonna do it. Since we went and saw two movies, we don't, I don't think we've done a movie double feature before. Um, like, not at for the movie, theater. Yeah, not for movies that are in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and where to watch is very easy. Uh, they're at the theater. Go yeah. go to your whatever theater yeah. you have. They're well. They Top Gun's gonna be there. I cannot say for men. Mm-hmm. Um, men is kind of iffy for most theaters. If but it's men, be there or not. men yeah. will be in Top Gun. So yeah, men will be in Top Gun, and you'll see uh, but, the same type of behavior if you just go to a Top Gun screening. Yeah, as you will if you watch the movie Men. So uh, pretty similar, actually. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we start talking about that, I'm gonna ask real quick. Before we get into all the good stuff, Robbie, how's it going? Uh, it's going. It's more or less the same. Uh, haven't done a whole lot this week other than work. Um, same. I, as you know already, uh, I didn't work overtime for the first time in forever. Yeah. But uh, it's also one of those things like that might be a recurring thing. I'm not sure. They're doing a dumb thing of just like, oh, we're only going to have overtime if the machine is hot, which means like if we have an order that like needs to go out as our ASAP, basically. And they're like, by the way, Nobody on second shift is trained on any of the machines that we need, so we're only going to have overtime for first shift. <laughs> well, so, what it sounds like to me, Robbie, what you're complaining about, is they're going to function like a business should and not force overtime when it's not necessary? Nah, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not so much that they're not, like, because I've worked at places, they're like, hey, we need to push this out, do you guys mind working overtime? And then everything else is like, only 40 hours a week. Like, that's the max. Like I've worked at places like this, but it's weird that they're like, "Oh yeah, only first shift can have first or can have overtime." Like you guys can just fuck off. Yep. Well, that's what it kind of feels. Fuck like. off, Robbie. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> I fucked off and I went and saw the mo- or I went to the movies with you guys. Yeah. Good. So there. Much better time, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, other than that, just more or less the same. Um. I think I said last week that I had a broken AC unit. Yes. Yeah. You talked about that yeah. quite a bit. Or, no, no, no. That was two weeks ago. Uh, because this week I actually had to go up and talk to the front office like, hey, I put in a request two weeks ago for them to fix it and they haven't done anything about it. And then like, oh, we'll have someone check it out today. And they checked it out while I was at work. 
And I think the guy just plugged it in and went, yeah, it looks good to me. And then walked out because <laughs> whenever I came home, uh, like, cause yeah, they sent me an email saying that they fixed it around 6 PM. And whenever I got home, it, the compressor was still running on the AC unit, but no air was blowing through it. And they just like left it on and then like walked out. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. yeah. And it's still broken. <laughs> like, so you have to actually like go to the front desk and be like, Hey, look, this is what's wrong with this thing. Oh, I told him what was wrong with them. I told him it's not shutting off. Like I have to unplug it in order for it to actually shut off. And I guess they just said whatever, because like, that's another thing is, uh, cause the snowstorm that we had last week. Yeah, um, it was very cold. Yeah. Uh, I did turn on my heater for like maybe five minutes and it, uh, ended up blowing a fuse. <laughs> so, <Christ>. yeah. <laughs> wow. It's going great then. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. You know, usual. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Sam, mm-hmm. how is it going for you? Well, I'm pretty good. Started my new job this last week and. Nice. Yeah. Been learning all that stuff. Um, I feel like <laughs> going in blind mostly. <laughs> I also started during inventory, so it was all chaos. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> getting you right in there, right in the fire. Yep, pretty much. But yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I like it. My coworkers are nice. I actually have coworkers now. So. <laughs> you actually and have breaks, co- yeah. like lunch breaks, which is pretty fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> like uninterrupted lunch breaks so yeah, yeah. like Those, a real job should have yeah, like real jobs do yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah going good that's my new stuff nice um oh <laughs> oh she remembered something i also created a tinder <laughs> oh, oh boy <laughs> for myself and uh tinder sucks yeah. <laughs> it's mostly just really fucking boring people on there. <laughs> they're just like trying to sell how fucking cool they are, but they're also not at all. That, also, that sounds like online dating. Everyone in Colorado is like, oh, my hobbies include hiking, craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Only IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so that's how that's going. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Might delete it. <laughs> Colorado dating scenes just wrought with variety. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I think I downloaded Tinder once, like three or four years ago, Mm -hmm. and then scrolled for five minutes and then deleted the app. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just started talking to somebody, but. But I might actually just like delete the whole fucking thing because I'm like, I hate it. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) To everyone. (laughs) I mean. That's what it's for, right? Pick and choose. Ugh, I hate it. It's, it's so like, stupid. It's like a it's like a butcher place, butcher store, butcher butchery, but meat market, meat market. It's <laughs> like a meat market. Uh, you go in and you're like, I want this one meat and this meat and this meat looks like it's a little too old, and I want this meat. Why is this one so green? Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But for me, it's like I'm looking for a specific thing that's not boring or lame or like fucking red flags is, everywhere. Is that in your bio? I want someone who's not fucking stupid and dumb and stuff. <laughs> Should be. <laughs> <laughs> it's rare, apparently. So. <laughs> good, good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, There's that. So back on the saga of people suck. Jariah, <laughs> uh, how are you? Um. Good. I'm doing good. I'm 
starting to feel the effects of just like age and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm just starting to like notice that I am older now. Like, I'm just more tired all the time. Yeah. Welcome to the club. I I don't I don't like it. <laughs> That's why you just gotta. It's a new thing. You just gotta take naps and you naps gotta suck, man. Sleeping is the worst. Sleeping's the best. Naps are great. Yeah. No, no you're yeah. just you're losing time. <laughs> it's always less time. But uh, why wouldn't you just spend that time napping? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I th- I feel like that's a good waste of time. <laughs> no, because you're not doing anything. But you're napping. You're recuperating. Yeah, no. you're re- recuperating from old. <laughs> from old? Yeah. yeah. That's the cure to old naps? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm well, not. get fucking used to it. No, I'm not accepting it. <laughs> I'm not accepting this lifestyle of old. <laughs> He's taking my approach to it and just taking all the caffeine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh. Anyway, that's pretty much all that's going on with me. Um. So, yeah, let's talk about movies. We're going to talk about Top Gun Maverick first. That's the first movie we saw. So, Sam never saw the original. Nope. Um, so, I'm interested. What are your thoughts on Top Gun Maverick? Um, not for me. But it's definitely for a specific type of person. Um, yeah, someone who looks at jets and just starts creaming their pants. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, <laughs> not for me. Uh, it's it's not very good. <laughs> what's I, what's the not very good part for you, Sam? No, it's just like. Uh. <laughs> I mean, one thing I should, one thing I am curious to ask, since you've never seen the first one, did you actually like were you able to follow along with what was going on in the movie? Because it feels like they had a lot of flashbacks of like, hey, this is what happened in the first movie, so you understand what's happening now. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, I don't know, like, the details or, like, really context of everything, but, like, it sort of explained it okay. Like, hey, this is a thing. Oh, that person probably died or, like, was a good friend or something. Here's the thing, man. Like, the exposition that they have about Goose and Iceman and stuff like that, the first movie doesn't do much more than that. Yeah. Oh, so it doesn't actually so, go into detail like in the first one? No, like Not it it like the things that it, it talks about in the past are things that happened in the first movie for the most part, except for Penny, which I don't remember her being in the first thing at all or like so, she's just a random thing. No, 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 she was. They had a different actress in the second movie than they did for the first. Is her I, name still Penny in the first movie? I Is think Penny so. the woman the bar? Yeah. yeah. The love interest? I don't think it's the same person. I'm going to look it up really quick. Because it just looks like a completely different person. It, it is a completely different person. They ha- they got a different actress to play her. Yeah, well, they should have gotten somebody that at least looks like the original actress thing. Because I was just like, I don't know why she why he gives a shit about this person I've never met. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, the first movie's not exactly a deep movie. Like, I'm not kidding when, like, we talked about Top Gun last week, I think it was, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding when I say... The amount of depth in between Iceman and Maverick is literally like, you're a loose cannon, Maverick. I don't like you. <laughs> While they're super naked, soaped up next to each other. Like, that's literally all of their lines. I'm not kidding. There's not there's not a deep conversation in there somewhere. That's not like their confrontation. That's every one of their conversations. 
Well, maybe we didn't see all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first one was like super homoerotic. Like my main problem with the first one is it felt like there's maybe 20 minutes worth of storyline and then like the rest of it's just padding. Yeah, which is which is what I'll say about this one. Um this movie actually has a story. Yeah, this one actually feels yeah. like a movie and like it feels like things that happen in it are actually important to the plot point. Yeah, so like the plot of the first one is just a bunch of people who are real good at flying get to go to Top Gun school and prove that they're really good at flying um, by doing like combat practice. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, there just happens to be a fight. And then Maverick Which wins. Which never really, I don't think it ever really explains like who they're fighting. They're just fighting. The other ones. Yeah, the other ones. The, the enemy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they do the same. Like they we do don't even the see their faces one. or anything. Mm-hmm. So They do the same thing in the first movie. Yeah, because like it's not just it's not anyone in particular, it's just the enemy that they fight, and it's like literally maybe the last four minutes of the movie that it's they a, fight the enemy. Yeah, I will say this: um, just going into this movie pretty much blind. Um, military douches will like this. Oh yeah, which mm-hmm. is like guys that are like just obsessed with the military or have been in the mil- military. But probably mostly just obsessed. With them. Yeah, just they, that's that's their identity is that they are manly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and military stuff. Um, um, and anybody that loved the first one probably had like a giant fucking boner throughout the whole entire literally movie yeah. here. <laughs> I will say you are right. Uh, Penny is a new character. Uh, it's Charlotte that's in the first movie. Yeah. See, like I that's don't. That's weird. I don't give yeah. a shit about Penny. I don't care. Uh, the, the romance in this one is better because the actress is just more likable, but, like, it's still boring as shit. Yeah, see, I would have thought that she was definitely, like, the love interest in the first one since it, like, went into, like, yeah. oh, the past, mm. our past. <laughs> no, the love interest in the first one is just a teacher who comes from the college. She's, like, a citizen teacher, and then the military hires her, and then he sleeps with his military teacher. Hmm. So that's why I knew it wasn't her. But before- she was already, like, 35 or 40 in the first movie. Oh, <laughs> Also uh, being said, like there's also uh, there's this really cringy scene. I I guess I should ask you how you would feel if a guy did this to you. If you walk into a bar and some dude in a naval uniform started singing to you, and then all of the other navy guys started singing the same exact song to you, like while crowding around you so you can't leave, how would you feel about that? Ugh. That's because that's how Tom Cruise flirts with her in the very first movie. It's awful. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah that would be I mean maybe some women be, would be into that but like if <laughs> you you could probably tell if a woman is not into that and that at that point you should not just not do that at all yeah, yeah. just stop because <laughs> uh, she does turn him down after he does that and he responds by following her into the bathroom just responds by like going fucking harder yeah <laughs> like oh oh she's playing hard to get yeah 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 um which is it's interesting contrast of movies today honestly <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah like the first one's literally just all flight school and then two minutes of pretty bad combat that actually looks exactly like the flight school combat except there's an explosion at the end of it <laughs> yeah like they just have one of those like they literally just had our I want to say they had an explosion on a soundstage and tried to make it seem like it was a jet blowing up, but... Yeah. They absolutely did not actually yeah. blow up a jet. Right. <laughs> um, and in this one, like, 
there's an actual story and there's like stakes and there's like a mission that they're training for. It feels like there's actually a sense of danger in this one. Sort of. I mean. I mean, definitely more than the first one. 100% more than the first one. I'd say that it like, yeah, it, it tries to make it feel like there's like some sort of sense of danger or something at stake, but they don't go into detail in it. The first like, one doesn't even at pretend. all. So yeah, <laughs> it's weird. like literally just like after, like as soon as they graduate. Oh no, the enemy's attacking, and then the four minutes of dogfighting. It just has like the same tone throughout the whole entire movie, which is like, um, oh, um, fucking rising score music, like you know. <laughs> no, music is way better in this. Yeah, there are three songs in the first movie, and they're all licensed songs. Yeah, they're awful. The uh, first song. In this, and this is played like ten thousand times in the first movie. Yeah, like every single time they get into a jet, it's highway to the danger. Every single time, danger zone. Like (laughs) yeah, like while they're getting into their things and like the whole montage of them, uh, like you know, getting ready to take off in their jets and everything. It's always that song, which that's another thing we should say about this. Like both me and Dry said this in the theater is like, we asked, are we going to watch the same exact movie as last time? Because shot for shot, the intro of this movie is exactly the same as the yeah, first movie. Dry was yeah. Exactly. That. Like literally exactly the same. Yeah. The same text and everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> which I mean, I guess worked for, uh, what was it called? Blade Runner. But like, Blade Runner's better. Yeah. Blade Runner has substance. 100%. Mm-hmm. This, this does not. But it is a better movie. It I is think. definitely better. Anyway, finish your thoughts. I'm sorry. Um, I don't remember I what my thoughts were. Okay. You're About how this movie's for a certain type of person. and Oh, I was. I wanted to say, too, that, like, even in moments of just, like, nothing really happening, just, like... The music makes you want to think like there's something really big happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'll say this movie is a movie, whereas the first one I argue is not a movie, really. Um, what are your thoughts, Robbie? So, once again, uh, what we were saying before, this movie is... Uh, Top Gun 2 is substantially better than Top Gun 1, but that's not saying a whole lot because neither me or Drya or E really like the first one at all. Yeah, hated um, it, actually. This one does have more substance to it, though. It does more or less feel like a vanity project for uh, for Tom Cruise, especially considering like how long him and Jerry Bruckheimer have been trying to like get this movie off the ground and actually like moving forward and everything. How long had they been trying to... Like For the it? past 20 years, haven't they? They've been working on it a lot. Yeah, because yeah. there was an intro... Um, with Tom Cruise yeah, at the beginning. I will say if you watch this in or in theaters, uh, the movie starts off at the very beginning with Tom Cruise sitting down and thanking you personally for like watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I we this is all for you. I love you. I'm gonna give you a reach round later. <laughs> <laughs> You're all very special. <laughs> There's aliens in your blood, and I'm gonna suck them out. Uh, <laughs> nom 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 nom. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I think I I'm not going to go as far as to say I enjoyed this movie as a whole. Uh but the third act is fun. Yeah. It it does definitely feel like an action movie for the third act of this. Yeah. Um I will say like it it does like I said feels like a vanity project for Tom Cruise. 
Uh, I will say it's not so much up his ass as the first one is, at not, least. Not nearly as much. Yeah, because like the first one, it's like every single time he does something dangerous, it's just him and Val Kilmer being sweaty and standing like nose to nose to each other like you're dangerous maverick i don't like you (laughs) i don't like you either (laughs) iceman and like just some guy that's spread eagle watching them both and (laughs) yep yeah like it's that in the first one this one it actually feels like there's i don't want to say there's consequences for his actions but there's at least a little bit more consequences because the movie does start off with him crashing an experimental plane at 10,000 miles an hour yeah. and somehow yeah. surviving it. Yeah. They don't show that part. No, they don't. They, they actually just... don't show anything that he survives and how he does it. Right. He just does he just, it. He does. Yeah, he just he's apparently, so great. He's, yeah, apparently, yeah, he's just indestructible <laughs> because he's a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. Is like the first movie is like constantly being like, you're, you're too reckless, Maverick, but you're fucking good. Yeah. But this one's not, everyone's like, you're fucking reckless. And he's like, yeah, but I'm fucking good. And like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and like he actually flies and shows that he's like a better pilot than other people. Right. And the first one. Well, he's like a he, teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, that is the setup for this one is he's now teaching Top Gun, specifically mm-hmm. a Top Gun class to take them into a suicide mission, essentially. Yes. Uh, Star Wars. It's, it's literally yeah. the Death Star yeah. run. <laughs> it's literally Which the Death is Star another thing. Yes. Another thing that I said to Dry whenever we were in the theaters is like, okay, so this is Star Wars now, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll spoil that in a little bit because we'll, we'll have a spoiler section for each movie. Um, but yeah, it's... um. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go into spoilers right now. Okay. okay. Uh, my, my thoughts are I think this is better than the first one, but I don't love it. I do like the third act, though. Yeah. I, a lot of that has to do with the theater we saw it in. We saw it at AMC in the Dolby Theater, which is 100 speakers, 4K HDR screens. Yeah. And it's the best movie experience possible, in my opinion. And we did actually, because uh, they do have like a line of speakers going through the theater, and we were sitting right underneath one of the lines of speakers. Yeah, which, which did help. Uh, every time planes were in the air, everything shook and rumbled, and you had to yell if you wanted to hear somebody. It's a fantastic experience. Um, Makes it hard to nap, though. It does make it harder to nap, Sam. <laughs> I would have been impressed if you napped through this movie. <laughs> I almost did at the very end. <laughs> Which is weird, because that, I think the That's end That's like the most like, exciting part of the movie. I yeah. know. <laughs> I did have some issues with the ending, but we'll get into that when we get to like that section of the movie. Yeah, so the whole thing is uh, Maverick is... Uh, put to teach the Top Gun class after a failing in the military. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, at the very beginning of the movie, it's like he's working on this experimental plane with these people that, and like, and they're trying to reach Mach 9, which I guess if anyone doesn't know what Mach is, it's like for every thousand miles per hour is a Mach. So you hit Mach 2, it's 2,000 miles an hour, so on and so forth. And this experimental plane is supposed to hit Mach 9. But they're going to get their funding taken away unless they can hit Mach 10, which is basically like the are the Pentagon's way of saying like, hey, we don't want to give you money for a plane that's obviously too fast. Yeah. Like, so we're just going to go ahead and we're going to throw it arm, yeah, like throw you under the bus and like take away your budgeting and everything. And like, I guess their whole thing are their justification for it is like you have to hit Mach 10. And, and he so went above and beyond and went Mach 10.3. Or whatever. It's like ten point five, <laughs> which yeah. made his entire plane just combust. Yeah. Just because yeah, like he does hit Mach. He just survived yeah. that. He does hit Mach ten, which is enough because like he tries to make it seem like he's doing it for them because like it's one of those they lose their budgeting and then they you know they lose the project and get moved on to elsewhere, whatever else happens. So and it's like kind of like their careers on the line if they can't hit Mach ten. So he makes it seem like he's doing it for them because he even says like that whole like. Like, uh, you know, it's dangerous up there. And like, you know, you can't do this to yourself. It's like, yeah. All right. You know, it's going to happen if you hit Mach 10. It's like, yeah, I know it's going to happen if I don't though. 
which makes it seem like he's doing it for them. But then, like, as soon as he hits Mach 10, he's like, maybe just a little bit more and tries pushing it <laughs> like a little literally, bit harder. He says yeah. that, like, what if I just push this a little more, though? And, and then, then his- it starts falling apart at 10,000 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, to fast forward, gets him taken out of any kind of thing and being told, like, you're the best. Why aren't you doing more? And he's yeah. like, I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. And so he's like, all right, this is your last thing ever. Go teach this class to not die. And then in the class, it's Goose's son is in there, which is like the big thick point of contention. Yeah. Um, which I like kind of got because they explained yeah. it sort of. But. No, they explained <laughs> it entirely. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> the only thing you really need to know is like him and Goose are like best friends in the Navy together. They, like, that was his wingman fighter pi- in the fighter pilot program. Uh, in the first movie... Like, there's basically a freak accident that happens where the plane is crashing, and then the ejection part uh, ends up failing on them, so they have to, like, actually undo the, the hatches and, like, push off the top of the jet by hand and then, then eject out. And whenever they did that, Goose went to go eject out, and he actually hit the top part of the plane that came off, or I guess the... The top of the cockpit. Yeah, the, the top of the, okay. yeah, the cockpit shield. He hit that while he was injecting out, and it basically cracked his skull and killed him. Okay. And then, like, there was, like, this scene wherever, like, which is probably, like, the closest thing to, like, an emotional scene in the first movie, wherever, like, they're out in the middle of the ocean and, like, Maverick is holding on to him, just kind of, like, doing, like, the, like, help is coming, buddy. Help is coming. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. Um... Yeah. So that's the point of contention is Goose's son grew up and now he's also in the flight program. And then Tom Cruise, like, held him back, like, four years or something. Or yeah, because yeah. he's like, I promised your mom that, well, he doesn't ever tell him that, but. You learn that he promised his mom that he wouldn't let him like go into the air after all the stuff that happened with Goose, yeah. um, and so he like hates him for it and stuff like that. But don't worry, they get they make it's up fine. later and like give each other handies or something. I don't really know what happened. I think um, they all do at some point. Like, absolutely, the beach, they all probably. do at the beach, one hundred percent. Yeah, they're just really sandy like... handies all day long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that what sounds was... awful. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> And so yeah, he he's teaching this whole class, and John Ham is his colonel or whatever, um, and he just keeps he keeps mavericking and like breaking the rules, but not doing it. They're breaking the rules the right way, and so he keeps getting away with things. Um, and then there is a I don't know. I want to call it touching cameo from Val Kilmer, but I don't know. It was. I feel like they're okay. So Val Kilmer, if anybody knows about Val Kilmer, he's in very poor health currently. Yes, and it feels like like they're prematurely like killing him off, <laughs> which like I would be surprised honestly if he lasts like one more year. Yeah, he's in bad he's, not, yeah. he's in really bad shape. This honestly felt like almost like it, a last hurrah for him. Yeah, it was yes. like, it was touching to see like a last thing from Val Kilmer. It was not touching to see a last thing from Iceman from Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's... I, I can totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things, I get why they did that scene the way that they did, because it's one of those, like, they want Val Kilmer in this movie, but he's not exactly in the best shape to be doing this movie, so... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. somehow, like, they they found a good way to write it into the plot. Yes. If mm-hmm. you ask me. Yes, they did. Um, The... I, I thought this was hilarious, and maybe I'm a terrible person for it. There, there's this whole conversation between Maverick and Iceman in the movie, um, and they work in uh, Val Kilmer's condition and stuff like that into the characters, so it all makes mm-hmm. sense within the lore and everything like that. Um, but again, we're in spoilers. Later in the movie, Iceman does die. Mm-hmm. 
And Not even very later on. It's just like yeah, like they have the that, phone rings and then funeral. Yeah, yeah. they have that. They have that touching moment, and then like one or two days pass, and then yeah, it gets a phone call that he died. Yeah, and like maybe I'm a terrible person, um, but whenever the funeral scene is happening, I heard a lot of sniffles in the theater, and like. I don't know. Are, is anybody really attached to Top Gun that much? Apparently, because this fucking whole entire movie is just like fucking meant for like the people that have a huge fucking boner for the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like all nostalgia and like. Yeah, there, there are quite a bit of flashbacks in this movie to the first one. <laughs> there is. Actually. Well, there's like one sequence of flashbacks to the first one. That's really it. Well, there's a lot of callbacks, too, though. There's tons of callbacks, it's yeah. It's all callbacks, yeah. like, from what I would think. It pretty much is. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that I thought was, like, a fun, and it's just one of those dumb Easter egg things that, like, people in movies put in. Um, whenever, I think it's Hangman goes to the jukebox. Yeah, it's Hangman. This is his call sign. Goes to the yeah. jukebox. Uh, he puts in um, 1986, which is when the first Top Gun came out. And that's just a dumb, fun camp Easter egg that I noticed. That's Yeah. That's just a dumb, fun thing. Um, also, there's like one woman on the team. And yeah, one like, woman. That's how it's not. I was actually gonna anymore. make. Yeah, that's, well, that's a joke that I was gonna make. Is like this movie's less homoerotic because there's one woman on the team. Because if guys are like being, like you know, sandy handy to each other, like Dry would put it, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's fine. Just men being men. But if there's like just one woman around, then it's gay all of a sudden. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> they sort of shoehorned her in, and also like mm-hmm. they shoehorned like the of course complete douchebag of the hangman guy yeah um he was like a complete douche big ego and also sexist and whatever honestly he is playing the role that tom cruise played in the first that's what i kind of figured yeah yeah (laughs) um which i think there's like i think there's basically like his thing is like someone always tells him he's doing good and he's like i'm always good or something like that in the first one he says something yeah. very similar to what hangman says yeah, in yeah. i kind of yeah i kind of assumed that that's sort of yeah what his character is supposed to be <laughs> yeah which is then funny that he's like well not another one of me so i just put him to the sidelines and everything but whatever um but yeah i want to talk about the third act of this movie because that's the part of the movie that i actually only care about um when they go on this yeah trench run <laughs> I will say, like, a large majority of this movie is them training for this trench run. Yeah. Yes, it 100% is. And there's drama and stuff like that, but you, you can go watch it in the theaters or yeah. whatever and decide if you like that part or not. I just care about the big action part where everything's shaking for 20 minutes long. Um, and it's literally... <laughs> I think when, when a lot of people say literally, everyone's like, oh, it's not literally the trench run. It's literally the trench run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. It is one of those... Uh, they train to fly at low speeds... Through a mountain um, cavern, uh, like up a hill, down into, I guess, a crater is what you'd call it. And then back up through the crater where they have to hit, they have to blow up the ground to reveal an exhaust vent where they have to put a bomb through it, which is literally Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But whatever. It's a fun scene. There's lots of jets and flying and shooting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's like a bunch of crashes. Uh, I guess one thing that is kind of cool about that, you can tell that uh, those actors were act like in some of those scenes were legitimately in a fighter jet and like yeah. just in the back seat while the camera was on them. And while I'm get um, at least I'm hoping that an actual professional was flying in the front while they're doing a <laughs> lot of those s- s- sequences. But like you can actually see their faces 
like getting super distorted from how much gravity they're taking on by doing all these crazy stunts in the air and everything. Yes. So they were in the backseat for some of the shots. I don't think all of them, but for some of them. Yeah. There's some you can tell that it's a green screen behind them, but some of them you can tell they're like legitimately in a jet. Yeah. Um, Much to Tom Cruise's behest, he wanted to actually go through flight school and learn to fly a jet and the studio wouldn't let him. That's, For that's obvious when they, reasons. That's when they put their foot down, like, Tom Cruise, you can't learn to fly a jet. I'm sorry. I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he sounds that's like. I'm Tom Cruise. I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> and they had to hit him in the nose with the newspaper, like, no! <laughs> no, bad alien blood. Bad. <laughs> I mean, I get the whole, like, that's, like, his whole personality for his movies. Like, but I do all my own stunts. No, stop. <laughs> I mean, it's finally he wants to do all his own stunts. They're impressive stunts. Yeah. But when you get to the point to where, like, I need to fly a jet for this movie or I can't be in it, it's like, no, what are you doing? You're just an actor. You're not a fucking Navy person. Come on. <laughs> yeah. As much as you want to be and think you may be. <laughs> his entire, like, early career was just, like, Army and Navy stuff. Yeah. It was really weird. Um, But, Yeah. He did as much of his own stunts as they would allow him, of course. Right. There's only so much they can allow him to do for this movie. Yeah. Um, which, you know, a lot of those shots and scenes, they are impressive. Like, there is a lot of big, impressive flight scenes in general with this movie. Yeah. The and f- then all the flying in the combat is done way better than in the first movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then also it did help that we were watching in Dolby uh, Theater just because, you know, big HDR screen and then large hdr sound with like you know the hundred speakers and the loud boom of the breaking the sound barrier in some cases of this movie and like Mm -hmm. it like i could actually feel my pants shaking on my legs for like that scene so it was kind of cool watching some of that like especially like i said during the third act that's where a lot of the meat of this movie is is in this third act whenever they finally go through with this mission yes there's some things I've seen online like, this is the best action movie ever. They don't make them like this anymore. I can't believe how amazing this third act is. Like, it's a good third act, but like, it's not the best action movie ever. I would actually say this one is an action movie. Yes, this the, one actually is an action movie. Whereas the first of, one is not, and it claims to be. Yeah, yeah like drama <laughs> action. Yeah. It, I, would, um, I think I did even argue this when we did the Top Gun episode, is that it's more of a sports movie than it is an actual, like, Navy movie. Yeah, this feels more like a Navy movie. Yeah, this one actually does. And whereas the first one felt like just propaganda for the Navy, this one actually feels like a movie. So, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just a better film all around. I'm right. Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it my rating. I'm going to be honest here with you. I'm going to give it my rating right now. Um, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's an incredible movie. But it is at least twice as good as the first movie. That is fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I can give mine too. Um, um, like I said, not for me. I don't think it's a bad movie, but like it's definitely um, pandered towards you know a certain group of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. They fucking would give it like a one thousand out of whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, six is fine. <laughs> like I said, it's not like a bad movie. It's just not like for me. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. this is one of those things that I would say in order to really appreciate this movie, I think you kind of do need to see it in theaters actually. Yeah. yeah. Cause at home with this is not going to carry the amount of weight. I would fall asleep so much if I watched this. Out. <laughs> yeah. Like unless you have an insane sound system, like yeah. this movie's just not going to do what it needs to do. <laughs> what about you, Robbie? 
So for me, like, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be people who's like, oh, you just don't get the movie or no, no, no. And like, maybe you're right. Maybe this movie, like, or at least this type of movie isn't really for us. Yeah. Because we even said that for the first Top Gun movie. Like, it's just not for us. Yeah. And uh, I think this one's a little bit more, like, general audience. This one is just better. And I think you are right. Like, it was better because we watched it in theaters. And so, like, if you were to watch this movie, I would also recommend watch it in, you know, IMAX or in Dolby digital or whatever else like with that big huge sound because that's what made this movie as exciting as it was for the scenes Mm -hmm. um this one once again does feel a lot more like an action movie it actually feels like it does have some more real stakes to it uh the characters feel like they're actually more real people this time around instead of just like you know all twerking tom cruise's nipples and telling him how dangerous and cool he is (laughs) that's pretty much what the first top gun felt like (laughs) which Sure, there is a little bit of nipple tweaking in this one, but not quite as much, at least. Or at least not vulgar about it, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- this one at least is more enjoyable. I'd probably give it a lower rating if we watched it at like on your TV with your sound system. Yeah. But because we watched it in theaters and because we watched it with that huge sound system, because like I could feel my entire... like rattling in my bones, basically, <laughs> while watching the action scene at the end of this movie, uh, I would say... It's at least a 6.5. Like, it is definitely worth watching in comparison to the first movie. Absolutely. In yeah. comparison to the first And, and honestly, then, like, I will say, like, if you did like the first movie, chances are you will absolutely love the second movie. Yeah. Yeah, if you even liked the first movie, the ch- it's a pretty good chance it's going to be your favorite movie of this yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> but I did have some issues with the ending, too, but I guess I won't go too much into that because I will say, like, it is definitely just worth watching yourself. But, is it all the crashes and surviving no, the crashes? Yeah, and it's mostly surviving the crash because, like, um, for me, what it was is that, like, it kind of hinted that this is going to be, like, Maverick's last hurrah, and it felt like it was going to be one of those, like, he sacrifices himself to save Rooster, Goose's son. Yeah. And it felt like it was going to be towards that because it's his last hurrah and everything, but nope, he survives it, and then, like, they yeah. just, like, sneak in behind enemy lines and steal a plane, and even though they're flying a, an old relic, they end up uh defeating these top of the line planes because Maverick's just that cool. And so like it takes away some of the drama because it would have been it would have had more oomph to it if Maverick would have died sacrificing himself to save Rooster. Like, I actually that, agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> it it would have had more meaning to the end too instead of like their bonding are through that way as much as, you know, he did you know, his in a way, his fatherly duty, because he, he even says that he felt like in a way that he was trying to take Goose's place with his son and like be the father that he couldn't be because Goose was gone. And like, that's kind of like the f- most fatherly duty that he could have done for him is to sacrifice his life for him, which he technically does, even though he uh, ends up surviving a plane crash again. Yeah. And T- two times in a row. Right. Uh, I was <laughs> hoping for that or either. Uh, the second thing that I would have liked for the um for the ending, which would have been dumber, but it would have been more appropriate, are if you know Maverick survived the ending, is like for either Rooster or for Hangman to do like the you can be my wingman anytime, and him to say fuck that, I retire. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> yeah, but no, they can't have that because Tom Cruise has to have his ego. Yep, pretty much actually. Um, yeah, no, it's the super cheesiest eighties ending. Possibly. Yeah. It is, and it just, it takes away from it because they had to have that super cheesy ending. Yeah, it does. I agree with that. I think people, uh, like, like I, fans, would probably be really super pissed if he died. But it would have made for a yeah. better movie. Like that would have bumped it up to a seven for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would have actually been like, oh, there are stakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
All right, well, let's take a quick little break here, and when we come back, we'll start talking about Tom Cruise's nipples and start talking about a bunch of different men's everything. Okay. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. And we are back, and we're going to be talking about men. Men. Ugh. Men, am I right? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> right? So anyways. <laughs> um, general, just general thoughts before we get into anything else here. Let's start with uh, Robbie on this one. Okay. This movie's a mind bender. Like, <laughs> it kind of started off like a movie about grief and turned into like an eldritch horror towards the end of it. But it does it in such a way that it kind of like progressively make well makes sense as much as this movie can make sense for the first time viewing it, which I feel like this movie's supposed to be super confusing uh, the first time watching it. I think it's only Are, super confusing if for you. Men. <laughs> yes, actually, it if, made perfect fucking sense to me. <laughs> the entire theme of this movie is actually ridiculously stupidly simple mm-hmm. to the point to where like. It is easy to overthink if you try to overthink yeah, it. Yeah, and I think that's what yes. it was, is I was probably overthinking some of it. Like, some of it seems like it's pretty straightforward on what it's doing. The other part of it is just kind of like, why? But There's some imagery that I think I pieced together a little better in, on this, my second viewing, because it's the second time I had seen it. Yeah. Um, but the actual concept of the movie is pretty baseline simple. Okay. Yeah. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean- and I definitely got that, too. Like. Yeah. I mean, toxic masculinity is... Uh- Sort of the simple explanation of that, but yeah, but we can I, go deeper into. It. Yeah, I was gonna Absolutely. say, I feel like there's like definitely a deeper meaning behind all of it. It feels like it's one of those movies that has like a lot of imagery. It's very, very purposefully put there. Oh yeah, to give you like little glimpses and hints of what's like what's actually going on. Um, well, and- I don't know about what's actually going on because it's not like it's lying to you at any point. What you see is what you see in that yeah. movie. Um, I was gonna say imagery think- wise, though, I think. For some reason, it was giving me, like, Somo vibes, almost, which I know, like, those are two very different subjects, very but, like, at least with the imagery of, a, especially, like, with, like, the cell phone glitching and, like, some of the, I guess, just, like, some of the people around the town and everything and, like, uh, her walking through the forest. I got, like I said, a little bit of a Somo vibe there, but that was more or less because of imagery-wise. There's only one thing that I really didn't understand about the movie. And I'll, I'll talk about that when it's my turn. Okay. But, yeah. okay. but once again, there's probably a chance I'm overthinking <laughs> some of it too. Cause it like, I'm, I guess I'm just so used to media that whenever it does like some of the imagery that this movie does, it mean it has like a hidden meaning behind it that unless like you're kind of in the know, then you're not supposed to really understand it. Here's my take on this. If you're a woman, then you probably get this movie fucking completely. The first viewing you, understand all of it without even having to like say any of it um without it having to explain anything to you you just know and if you're a dude possibly not at all yeah yeah Um, i mean i was gonna say something like i won't go too much into detail especially with this episode but like on personal notes too like there's some points in this movie that kind of hit me too yeah i think you guys probably know what i'm talking about but yeah, yeah, from some things that you've told me before, some of the flashback things. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it, it has to do with the flashback. Some of it has to do with my own personal experience. Some of it has to do with some family experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Um, those scenes are real rough to watch. They're heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, yes. But, yeah, so general thoughts you'd say you liked it didn't like i did it. i really like this movie okay but okay. i really like you know mind-bending imagery and stuff like that and eldritch horror and movie like this movie is also deeply unsettling but i say that in a good way because i do like deeply unsettling horror movies mm-hmm. okay sam okay oh this might be a little long-winded okay. <laughs> but Ugh, just... women <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i really love this movie um I will say that throughout the entire thing, I felt very anxious um, and just uneasy. And there's a few moments where, like, it hit way too hard and I felt like I was going to have a panic attack. Like, honestly, um, <laughs> I highly recommend this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to crawl out of my own skin. Please go watch it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it it did what it set out to do, I believe. Yeah. Um. And it was extremely effective in that. And I think going in and watching this movie, you have to suspend a lot of disbelief. (laughs) Well, because there is like a lot of really insane fucking imagery and we'll get into that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's all like, yeah, it does feel very, all feels super intentional and um, it's all very symbolic and for me, it makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of really tough scenes to watch in this movie. And it's yeah. not even like the gory, horrible scenes either. It's, it's like some of it's just like the more intense, like emotional scenes as well. So. Yeah. Um, I have a few user reviews we're going to read here in a little <laughs> bit. Just to give you kind of the idea of how funny it is of the people who don't like this movie. (laughs) Um, But for those that don't know, this is directed and written by Alex Garland. Um, I believe he wrote it as well anyway. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, If you don't know the name, he's the director writer of Ex Machina and Annihilation. Okay. Um, Which there is a very... Also very good movies. Yes, there is a very clear incline of strange and fucked up that goes from Ex Machina to Annihilation (laughs) to this. Um, Yeah. His career is going weird places. Um, I'm all for it. Yeah, I don't know how much this movie cost. I hope it didn't cost a lot. Because I did look at the box office so far worldwide, and I think it's at like $5 million. I so, saw 3.2. <laughs> yeah, so it's not... Yeah, I saw 3.2. not office. doing great. Yeah. But, but, like, I would never expect this kind of movie to ever do great, because it is very, like... um artsy and symbolic there's a lot of symbology there symbolic is that yeah. the word symbology <laughs> symbolic imagery yeah symbology <laughs> <laughs> sure i think symbology is like i, I gotta google that now <laughs> i think that's mostly like witchcraft <laughs> what? and then it's like what's that thing where uh alchemy i think it's alchemy that's like symbology is like alchemy i don't symbology is the word. study or use of symbols yeah Kind of then. Yeah. Sort of. Um, You're a symbologist. It's also just like, it's an A24 film, so you're going to like go and expecting some weird fucking shit going on. Um, But I think a lot of people like me, I'll fucking watch any A24 thing and I expect it to be fucking weird and I hope for it to be fucking weird. (laughs) But then there's like people that, you know, definitely will brush this off as just some 
weird shit that doesn't make sense. <laughs> There's quite a few of those user reviews online. Yeah, I before this, I really wanted to read some reviews, and I was like, oh, I know it's going to piss me off. <laughs> uh, whenever we were trying to find out like why this movie was rated R, and we were like searching through Google to try to find it, uh, one of the reviews that I, uh, I guess stumbled upon or saw the title for at least was uh three uh yeah, three movie critics try to piece together the ending of men <laughs> it's not that hard <laughs> no it's not here's a here's a fun review half a star <clears throat> not only was this film disgusting but it failed on levels of horror it was just a typical slasher film and lagged the whole time. What? Was it? It was not a sl- typical slasher film. No, no, it was not. <laughs> it should have been rated NC-17. Way too graphic. And for goodness sakes, there were little kids watching this. Why? Why would you bring your kid to watch this? Why would you? It's an A24 horror film. Why would you bring your child okay, to watch this, you think- stupid fuck? So I, I completely understand. Like, you know, parents have to bring their kids to the theater with them to watch a movie. And so if they want to watch this, I will just say this. If you're okay with little Timmy seeing lots and lots of penis, go ahead and bring him to watch this movie. Lots of penis and lots of fucking vaginal openings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of vaginal openings. Uh, some pretty grisly imagery, like when it comes to like, because there is gore in this movie. And some of it's like rather like it's grotesque and realistically there's, grotesque. There's a lot of like body horror near the end. Yes. Which is tons of it. Pretty disgusting yeah. <laughs> um, i'm gonna say but also like just the fact that they're like oh vagina penis uh yeah kids are watching this why <laughs> yeah it's not uh, over i i, I kind of oh, feel like i, I kind of feel like it was rory um kinnear yeah yeah rory kinnear um i feel like whenever he was auditioning for this movie they had to ask him like how do you feel about full frontal nudity <laughs> maybe it could have been stare his. at him or yeah, maybe he, maybe he was know. totally good, okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rory Kinnear, yeah. Um, I've seen worse, but this movie didn't really have a point. This is all the same review, by the way. It definitely had a point. If it, it had, had a point, point, then maybe I would have been interested. It was so bad, I got a refund from the movie theater. Slow plot, terrible acting, too much CGI, and just awful. Not oh. a movie for kids and just terrible. <laughs> of course it's not a movie for kids, you stupid <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Don't waste your time. It's forgettable on all levels. It's that bad. Oh, I... Uh. <laughs> no, this... Like, I think part of the reason why I actually compare this to Soma is because it's probably going to stick in my mind the same way that Soma did. Here's another one that's much shorter. If you hate half of all humans, men, you will love this movie. Yeah, I fucking agree. <laughs> <laughs> She's glaring at us now. <laughs> well, in this room, I'm, I'm just like one... Like... <laughs> fucking third of all humans <laughs> uh, i'm reading all the negative reviews here by the way another half star bizarre man hating movie um okay i'm gonna read this one just fresh it's okay. really long it's one star i'm gonna read it fresh i'm not read this yet okay a genuinely disturbing horror movie up to a certain point the terror is softened by a plot choice near the end where the film then feels more grotesque than disturbing the message of the movie is also buried under a blanket of analogies to nowhere and generally vague plot choices. The message is obviously surrounding men's role in perpetrating trauma and abuse. However, it seems to lack much nuance and comes off more like a feminist college film than a sophisticated take on the role of men in abuse. Jesse Buckley and Roy Kinnear both deliver amazing performances. The setting is great, if not overcooked. Felt like certain things were alluded to that are never brought up again. Great production with some of the best lighting and sound design with a decent soundtrack to boot. 
Ultimately, a rather disappointing product from Alex Garland, still worth a watch, in my opinion. One how is that star? one how star? Is that one yeah. star. <laughs> so, yeah, they said more good things than bad things, but yeah. one star? And I don't think, I don't feel like this feels like a college, like, feminist film at all. No. I feel Antichrist like... Antichrist feels like kind of like a college yes, feminist film. absolutely. Yeah. Not this, though. Um, I feel like this is an extremely, like you said, like an extremely simple plot, um... Simple plot points. Um, it there's a lot of symbology. <laughs> Today's word is symbology. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's not like nuanced, really. It's just it, no. It's pretty. Sho- it shows it in your face. I'd say <laughs> it does show it in your face. That that I think that's the thing that's so like weird about it is because like it shows in your face so much like it couldn't be that simple right but like <laughs> it it is that's the thing another i was speaking to a friend before this that had seen it already and um they said um that they would explain it as like mother sort of that it's like completely shoves it all in your face and it's like way way too on the nose also, this one is way better than Mother. <laughs> yeah, Mother's just pretentious garbage yes. that knows it's pretentious garbage. Absolutely. This is a horror movie that actually kind of has a point. Yes. Um, <laughs> so very different. Yeah, I do think this movie actually does have a point, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not just, oh, man, hating feminists. It's more like um, the woman's experience throughout her entire life where we're basically taught... Um, you know, watch out for yourself and your worth is based on your purity and virginity. And after that, if you do anything else, you know, sexual or whatever, then it's your fault if you're seen as like, if you're like objectified um, and seen as like a sex symbol, I guess, in a man's mind. And it doesn't place the blame, like society in general, doesn't place the blame on men. It places the bla- that blame on women. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you look at um, clothing rules and clothing guidelines in schools even, mm-hmm. there's not like, hey, teach your son to not be a shitty person. It's make make your daughter yeah, wear... cover up. <laughs> yeah, like, that's... I think that's kind of... The, you're right. The entire point of this whole thing is like, so much of this... Or so much of society is always just like, well, it's clearly the woman's fault of everything that's happening, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's basically like slut-shaming. Yeah, it's, it couldn't possibly be the man's fault. He's just yeah. a man. He's, he's just, just going by nature. He's just a simple man that, you know, has these natural urges that he cannot control, which is complete fucking bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely is. And it, I think that's actually the point of this, Yes, what it's trying to say. Yeah, um... <laughs> So you liked it? Yes, absolutely. Loved it. <laughs> uh, I also love this movie. I liked it quite a bit more on the second viewing. Um, I think that it is quite easily worth a watch in theaters, but I, I hope it does well enough to get a 4K because I think a lot of this would look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. This... Well, and that's the thing because like we watch it in just like a normal theater. We didn't watch it in like the imax yeah. or dolby digital it's, or anything like it's that, not an option like, for this movie yeah <laughs> but i will say like if there is a 4k for this like a lot of the scenery is absolutely stunning for this because yeah. there, oh, there is, is a lot of 
there's a lot of like her walk, walking through the forest in mm-hmm. like, uh, like the English the, countryside. Exactly, the English countryside, uh, kind of like almost the Tuscany, um, like farmlands and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. they, there's a lot of really cool imagery that there's, I really, really enjoyed in this movie. There's like, a lot of like beautiful cinematography. Oh, 100 percent. Which is like just an A24 thing. That yeah. You would and expect. Yeah, they. There are a lot of scenes in this movie that could straight up just be a painting yeah between like some of the countryside photos some of the forestry photos like whenever she's walking through uh underneath that bridge and like she's uh kind of playing with the echo underneath it like mm-hmm. a lot of that imagery was really cool to watch too just like it yeah. was stunningly beautiful even though it was a dark scene or like um even like what he says whenever she goes into the church or at dawn and like the light is pouring through mm-hmm. stuff like that like a lot of that imagery is really really are done very very well but like you said it's an a24 thing to have a lot of really good imagery in their and films atmosphere yeah and just, yeah yeah and that's thing like even whenever there's like nothing happening and it's just showing those image or showing that imagery it's still like it's not boring it doesn't feel like it's slogging along because of that because you're just in kind of enveloped in it and like you're really enjoying it yeah i don't feel i don't think i felt like bored or anything uh throughout the entire thing i felt it had really good pacing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's Throws you into the third act without oh, you even realizing. Oh yeah. It. Um, this movie, this movie is one of those movies. Toward the ending is kind of the thing that people are going to talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that I want to say is the two leads in this movie um, did an absolutely incredible job. Um, Jesse Buckley, who plays Harper in the movie, um, she's incredible. Oh, yeah. She is in Fargo yeah. season four as a nurse who kills people mm-hmm. um, with medicine. And she is also the lead in I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Yes. She's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, she, I'm pretty sure, is my favorite actress now, actually, after <laughs> this. Yeah. Um, she, everything I've seen her in has just been a perfect performance yeah. and just electrifying. Um, and then the lead with almost every man except for one. Which I didn't even notice because, like, yeah. apparently and- got that. <laughs> E face blindness. <laughs> I wonder if, but he they all look very on. different. So like they don't. No, they do. <laughs> I, I caught on to that super early on. Like I, because you know, there's the, uh, it's Gregory, right? For the, the boy. Uh, yeah. No, no, not the boy. His name? Yeah, Jeffrey or Jeffrey. Yeah, um, or Joffrey. That's what it is. Uh, Joffrey. Yeah. Uh. Because, like, you know, he just seems as, like, the owner of the house because it's more or mm-hmm. less like she's renting out a B&B yeah. uh, to, like, you know, while dealing with her grief. And he's, like, the owner of the house and, like, gives her showing and stuff like that. And he's kind of awkward and weird while he's doing it. But then, like, the naked man that shows up, I realized, like, I kind of had a moment of, like, wait, is that the same guy? And then looked at the police officer and realized, like, wait, they're all him. Holy like, I shit, realized I super not- early on. How did I not notice this? Yep. <laughs> like, literally in the bar scene, you see six of him at one time. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's just because, like, I think most men just look the same anyway. So. I think that's <laughs> fair. Which I, I think that's the point. Which I didn't get to my point. Uh, he, Rory Kinnear plays every single man except for one man in the movie. Uh, even the boy. Even the little boy. Yeah, well, um, I, like, there's weird CG. Yeah. Yeah, and I did notice that with the CG, too, is that they had to, like, CG his face onto the boy. Yeah, yeah. which is, like, very, like, very disturbing. Yeah, it is. Super disturbing. Um, <laughs> The thing that I know Rory Kinnear from the most, and I've loved him ever since then, um, is in Penny Dreadful. He plays Frankenstein's monster in that. Oh, hmm. And it's just such a perfect performance. Holy shit. What is this guy's shape-shifting face <laughs> that I cannot <laughs> pinpoint, apparently? Apparently. That's what happens when you're a skinwalker. <laughs> I think he might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, he also plays a couple of different roles in Penny Dreadful too. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of his his thing. It seems. Okay. I mean, th- cool. this is my. I had never seen Penny Penny Dreadful, even though you keep on telling me I need to watch it. It's just perfect. on my backlog. Maybe the perfect show. Um, I will say just like this performance alone, like he did a fantastic job playing yes. everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like it even got me to the point where like I was questioning like the the other girl that um. The friend. the friend. Yeah. You yeah, can just call her the friend. It's fine. She doesn't need to be named, Robbie. It's yeah. fine. At one point in time, I actually even started questioning on whether, like, her friend that she's talking to throughout the movie, if that was also just, like, another version of him. Because, like, it like I, it made me start thinking that because of how many, like, how he plays pretty much everybody else. And, like, from what I can tell, it's not. It's but, not like, at all. It just made me question it for a while because of, like, some of the imagery that happens with this movie. No, he he just plays all the other men because... Again, very simple thing. Like all, all men, men are the same. same. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I figured that was too. Is like all men are the same. That's why he plays all the men. And like yeah. none of them. Like they're all just g- guy at the bar. Guy yeah. that's uh, the just the bartender. Like none of them really have like a sense of personality to them other than the priest. Um, Gregory, have- like. Yeah, and yeah, the they boy. all have different roles. They all have different ways of approaching things, but they're all but it's all the same, basically the same. Yeah, <laughs> still in the again, end. yeah, um, yeah. Which is, I guess, the plot of the movie. We should mention in case we're not selling it very well here. Um, woman goes off to the countryside, basically gets a Airbnb in Gloucestershire, <laughs> uh, which is where the entire movie takes place. I don't think it's like actually in the film lore is where it's at, but the entire movie is filmed there. Yeah. Um, and she gets that and she's introduced and like you start learning about like why she's there and like mm-hmm. the kind of trauma she's dealing with and the things that she's going through. And you learn that she was in a awful, awful relationship. You don't know the exact terms of why it got to that point at the end. You I just you know of how it ended. Yeah. Uh, you get a pretty good hint of what led up to that point because you get a sense of like how much she was gaslit by her husband and how abusive yeah. he was. Like mostly, <laughs> mostly like mentally and emotionally, he was being abusive towards her. But he towards was, the end, he was being physically abusive too. He, yeah, he wanted to place all of his pain and trauma on her because she wanted a divorce, and he threatened to kill himself, which he did well it didn't actually say whether or not he did it purposely or it was an accident yeah, yeah. spoilers yeah spoilers <laughs> sorry we're there i guess <laughs> if you're fucking listening to this then you're probably gonna expect spoilers you should definitely go watch it though yeah it is i will say like this one it between top gun and this this one is definitely more worth watching even though mm-hmm. critics would probably say otherwise but this is also our personal opinion on these movies but yeah, this one, like if anything, I would say pause it, come back to this a later day or after you watch this movie. If anything, if you do want to watch it, it's definitely worth a watch. But we should, you know, get into spoilers so we can get into the nitty gritty of this movie. Yeah, I suppose. Um... What I found, well, I don't know if I want to talk about it now, but what I found interesting also was just like, the presence of the naked man. He was basic. He was the green man, basically. I don't green know man. if you know anything about that. It's like a pagan, no, symbology yeah. sort of thing. Um, I thought it was the reason why I thought there's more uh, symbology behind it is because it looked more like a leshy to me almost. 
It's a green man. It's a green man. Um, I don't know what the green man is. I took it as like he's the representation of like men's nature. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, I can read like a description here from um, Wikipedia, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, basically, the green man is a legendary being primarily interpreted as a symbol of rebirth, representing the cycle of new growth that occurs every spring. The green man is most commonly depicted in a sculpture or other representation of a face which is made of or completely surrounded by leaves. Um, the green man motif has many variations. Branches or vines may sprout from the mouth, nostrils, or other parts of the face. And these shoots may bear flowers or fruit. Found in many cu- cultures from the many ages around the world, the green man is often related to natural vegetation di- deities. Yeah, um... This other thing says, um, the green man is believed to symbolize the cycle of life, death, and rebirth, a symbol of godhood within the male and its relationship with a transcendent life force, our goddess, the female, oh, force, (laughs) 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 um, the female expression of divinity, um, he's a pagan symbol, yeah, basically like rebirth, um, stuff like that. Okay. I don't know. So that's sort of a different, interesting take on the nature of men, I suppose. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I figured it's like the whole rebirth thing that happens towards the end of the movie, like it had something to do with like what you were talking about, like something, just like some kind of mythology that I just wasn't familiar with. Well, that in itself is like the whole ending part. That's like a whole thing within itself. I don't know if you want me to go into what I think about that. Um, I have a thought of what that is and I think it's, I, I guess I also have a simple, thought, but I think it's pretty simple as well. Yeah. Um, um, but let's talk about some of the other plot points in the movie. Okay. Like, what's actually happening in here? Because we didn't get into that, and we just got into spoilers. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and so she's there, and while she's there, she's trying to like our main character is just trying to recover mentally from everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, which, as you said, was due to the suicide, or maybe not suicide, of her ex-husband. Yes. Um. And just sort of trying to recover there and then not being able to because men. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a lot of conversations with her uh, friend over the phone, over like FaceTime and video calls and stuff like that. And this is the only thing that like I don't understand why it's happening in here. Mm-hmm. Is every time she's on there, the video distorts and like you see yeah. her screaming and like shouting. And I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I... I just kind of took it as, like, they're trying to interrupt that or just, like, slide in. <laughs> and I, I mean, it really does know. kind of hint that they're... I think that's one reason why I was, like, kind of looking, like, did they, like, deep fake his face onto her for a second? That's why I kept on looking at that in the movie, too, because, like, there was, like, that whole, like, showing her of her scream- screaming, like, whenever it was, like, glitching out and everything. But then, like, whenever it said, like send me your ad like just message me the address because facetime's not working and then it does like the she sends the location it's like i already know where you are you stupid bitch like that scene right there like i just kind of figured like it was still him that she was talking to but i also thought that maybe like you said like he was just kind of interrupting in or in between it or something like that but we know that's not really the case which is the problem from the ending yeah so that's I why know. I just don't understand that part. I guess I don't understand like what how that fits in. Is all. I, I'm not gonna like go into it too deep because I feel like it doesn't matter that. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Maybe? It's just one of those things of like I want to know why that is. Yeah, like why they 
Yeah. Why they put it in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's not the kind of director who's going to put it in there for no reason. Mm-hmm. If he does right. that, there's a reason behind it. I just don't know why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess let's let's go into the the ending. Uh, one thing I'm going to say before that, whoever did sound design on this deserves a huge raise. Oh, yes. Fantastic. Because the sound design in this is just the thing that carries this movie so oh, yeah. much. It I mean, does. It's- and it, I also find it interesting, like, the part in the tunnel where she's doing... Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> they actually use that in, like, the music later on, too, mm-hmm. which is yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also when it comes to, like, sound design, one thing that they did, like, whenever she's walking by herself and you get that feeling, like, that she's being watched and she's mm-hmm. being followed... And you just like hear a scream in the background every now and then, like it made it super unsettling. And like, which is just like, this movie uses music and it uses silence to its fullest effect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like that when she's walking really captured the feeling that most women probably know super well when they're walking alone and like they feel like they might be, you know, being followed or. You know, they always have to, like, be on their toes, like, because we do, like, a lot of people have said, like, we've been taught from, like, an early age to basically hold your fucking keys yeah, um, between, your... between your fingers in case somebody fucking comes up and, you know, tries to do something. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, we're always on edge when we're alone like that, so. Yeah, like, it's the kind of thing that I notice in, like, grocery stores or whatever, and it's the kind of thing, like, whenever I was walking everywhere back from where I the town that I used to live in is the kind of thing I've noticed of like I'd be walking around and like there'd be a, like a woman walking and then she'd walk faster when she noticed I was there and like everything like that and, like I get it I'm not yeah. gonna like be like how dare you like I get it but like even in like grocery stores like if I'm walking in the same direction as somebody for too long mm-hmm. and it's a woman they will freak out yes ex- I mean yeah I mean I've been there plenty of times and it's it's sadly just like a natural instinct (laughs) Um, because a lot of men are very pushy and they will approach you and be fucking creepy even when you're very obviously not into it um yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah it it sucks i mean i have another story kind of like that too but it was one of those uh i was back whenever i used to live in salt lake city I remember I was like walking over to the gas station on my break at work to, you know, just like get something to drink. And uh, whenever I went to go across the street, it was one of those like I pressed the button and it gave me like the green light to like go forward and then almost right away turned to yellow and like gave me like the hand sign. And so I start instead of waiting, I decided to start running across the street and I didn't realize that there was like just this girl that was standing on the other side, maybe five foot two, 110 pounds. And she sees a six foot two. 250 pound guys sprinting at full speed towards her and like we're in the middle of salt lake city so like i'm just trying to get across the street but she had this look like am i gonna die for like half a second yeah, kind yeah. of thing so mm-hmm. and like it's one of those things because i both you guys know i'm harmless but like yeah that doesn't mean that everyone else knows that i know i can be intimidating to someone whenever i first meet them i think Ia said it a few times you don't look like a harmless person i know and that's that's why i try to put on the demeanor that i am a harmless person because like i'm trying not to make people uncomfortable but there's nothing i can do about the size that i am either <laughs> yeah but yeah. yeah that uh the movie that so the first time i saw it i saw it with a person i've been trying to get on this podcast for a very long time and they refused to um and then Liz, one of these days and 
afterwards I asked Liz like what did you think like is this I asked you the same thing jokingly of like this describe the female experience and she's yeah pretty much yeah it, it <laughs> truly does and uh, yeah <laughs> I don't know how to explain it much further than that to anyone that would I mean I can try because <laughs> like I think the best thing to describe that is in the movie, there's a scene where she's having a conversation with the priest, and the priest yes. is being like very comforting, like very understanding, like talking through all of her traumas with her and stuff like that. And then, like he like starts blaming her, and he puts his hand on her leg, yeah. and like I'm like, oh wow, he's creepy. And I, like I see in the corner of my eyes, and I was like, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's fucking happened, and it's uh. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like this is one of those things of where like it's like a lot of men don't know what boundaries are and they feel entitled to physical touch when it's not welcome at all. Yeah. Um, and this has happened to me multiple times. This has happened to me, you know, at my previous job. This has happened to me um, just with random people. <laughs> and yeah, it's... I mean, that I understand. But whenever I was a teenager, I had a, uh, I had a job where both the owners, both like, because it was owned by a married couple... And both the husband and the wife like to like sneak up behind me and pinch me in the ass every now and then. Yeah, that's sexual harassment. Yeah, (laughs) not good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But (laughs) yeah, just that, and especially like men in power, um, or any sort of status like like yeah, an authoritative position. Yeah, um, and. You know, there's men that will, you know, act comforting and it's such a fucking common thing where, you know, they just slide in, act comforting comforting and tell you like, tell them no. And then they're like, oh, you stupid fucking bitch. You're stupid fat cunt anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. It fucking happens. Like they're men have fucking fragile baby ego <laughs> speaking of top gun <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i'm going all feminist on this. no it's go fine, for it whatever, yeah it's, it, i wouldn't even call it feminist it's just fucking fact it's just fucking straight up fact <laughs> yeah and i think like that's why i wanted to read some of those user reviews because it gives you a, a pretty good idea of like mm-hmm. how attacked people feel about this movie yes <laughs> I, I feel like if you watch this movie and you feel attacked, you it says pro- a lot about you. Yeah, you need to you need to look you. into yourself a little bit better. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh. it kind of goes along with like that whole thing of like whenever somebody says all men and they're like, well, not every man. Like, well, if you're saying that, then you're probably part of the problem. Yes. Yeah. The the men that say not all men. <laughs> it, it's them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think let's talk about the ending here. Uh, she's in her house, and a whole bunch has happened at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impossible not to talk about this movie without talking about this part. I mean, she's being stalked like throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like you even like a couple of times whenever she's actually facetiming her friend, there's just a naked man in the background just yeah. watching her. It's the green man. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that leads to him, the the green man, eventually getting arrested. He's let go later. Mm-hmm. When she's at the pub, they're like having a conversation with it. And all the men are just like super dismissive about it. Yeah, everything. the policeman comes in. He's like, oh, he didn't actually really do anything. So there's not anything like, we can. Yeah. Which is so yeah. common. And like. <laughs> 
I've also I mean, just had also, my experience with that as well. It's like Yeah, I mean, you always you always hear these stories too of like this woman who's being stalked by a man and like like oh well we can't really do anything about it and like what do you yeah. mean you can't do anything about it? He tried breaking into my house. It's like oh well you know he didn't know that it was your house or whatever and like trying to dismiss it for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, he's like he's harmless. Yeah, uh, and like. He came I'd in to rape say, somebody. We didn't know it was going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say the majority of women probably had that experience. It's not a rare experience at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think one of the more famous experiences that I'm, at least off the top of my head, was uh, there's a YouTuber called Sweet Anita who just straight up had a guy who, like, he was stalking her to the point that he found out where she lived and moved across the street from her. Yeah. And then when she kept on telling him no, he started to become violent about it and like would be banging on her door and like telling her that he was going to kill her and all this other stuff. And it took the police like for fucking ever. Like apparently like he literally was like trying to break into her house and they still wouldn't arrest him. Yeah. It's um, I'm not even going to go into all my shit. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they're all being super dismissive about it and like just trying to like change the subject almost on her i mean that's why the me too movement was a thing is yeah. because every woman every woman and even some men like <laughs> or you know non-binary folk or whatever like yeah yeah just yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah for the movie it's um the big climax is house broken into a bunch of crazy things start happening um really gruesome scene with a knife that i think is like oh my god yeah <laughs> really i think that's like the jaw-dropping moment of like oh shit things are about to get fucked which is also like connected to her um yeah that that's husband. that's whenever i noticed uh towards the end too i was gonna wait until we got to that point whenever i realized that, at least that it had yeah. to do with her husband yeah so her husband um committed suicide or something fell off of um the floor above fell off, her. Yeah, fell off the balcony. After the... he had, like, hit her, um, mm-hmm. and she kicked him out, and he fucking went up to the top, fl- or the floor above, pushed his way in, apparently, and either tried to climb down to the apartment below, or um, just jumped because he was threatening suicide. Yeah. If um, she divorced him. Um, but anyway, it was, it's a gruesome scene because he falls on like this um he ends up falling yeah he falls on an iron fence the ones that are famous for having spikes on the top of them yeah like he got uh, the cathedrals yeah yeah. (laughs) uh but yeah whenever like he fell onto the fence uh his arm got caught on one of the spikes and like ripped all the way down which is like the symbolism with the hand Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. it also broke his his ankle off which Mm -hmm. is also the thing that's in the end the only thing that wasn't included in the end is like the spikes going through his skull yeah with it yeah well, kind of. They were kind of involved, actually. I think in the Green Man, you see some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So the big thing that ends up happening is the big body horror. The moment. big body horror moment that it revels in. Oh, oh five minutes straight. Not even kidding. It's just five minutes straight of this exact same imagery over and over again. <laughs> Apparently, I was smiling throughout the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that was a smile or if it was like a cringe smile. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess Sam had a smile and a quarter dry. I had a look on my face like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Which I also had the what the fuck is happening moment when I was watching this. So I um, knew it was happening, but like, I knew it was I mean, what it was going for. I guess one thing that I can say about it is... I, I've said this a couple of times in the podcast before. Uh, whenever I was younger, 
I remember my mom had me watch this uh, uh watch this documentary on PBS about like the cycle of life and like uh like the moment of birth and like uh whenever like you know or uh, like all the way from like conception to actual birth and at the end of the documentary it actually shows a woman giving birth and it shows mm-hmm. everything. This is pretty accurate to what it looks like whenever a woman's yes. giving yes. birth. Yes, so it basically, <laughs> Dry, would you like to? Yeah, so what <laughs> happens is she ends up fighting a bunch of the different men off uh, who are all the same man, because men are all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and she, the priest, is super, super creepy with her, the priest man, and she stabs him in the gut when he like tries to rape her. Mm-hmm. Um, she runs away. She gets into the car accidentally hits the one guy she thinks is good but he's not good because he just takes the car and leaves um and then another version of a man comes back in the car and tries to hit her ends up crashing she gets away from him he gets out of the car and he's injured his ankle's broken now and he has the thing with like his arms cut in half um and you see like all inside of it is gooey and gross um and a bunch of like different injuries and then his belly starts to get real big yeah and he falls to the ground and he gives birth gives birth to, to himself girl. yeah to himself mm-hmm. and then that one comes out and it's a little kid and the little it shows kid. all of it it shows all of it all of it but <laughs> it's not like it's cutting away for everything it's literally showing the yeah, birth it revels out of it. the out, <laughs> out of the, the womb you see uh, everything spreading yes it's completely oh. shown um <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why I never <laughs> wanted a child. <laughs> that process fucking scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, and then the little kid comes out, and the little kid's pregnant, and he drops down, uh-huh. and he gives birth out of his stomach directly mm-hmm. instead of just the vagina. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives stomach vagina birth, and then another <laughs> one of the men come out, which I think is the priest at this point because he has the longer hair. Yeah, and the priest comes out, yeah. and the priest falls over and gives birth out of his back vagina mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then it's all very he, vagina he that and then all he's all birthing himself on all of this and then that one comes out and he starts giving birth out of his mouth mm-hmm. um and then it, that one falls to the ground she's like in this room and then the last one that comes out is her husband um and like sits down it's like see see everything that you've done to me See all of this? Like, why couldn't you just, like, be with me? Why couldn't you just love me? Yeah. And she's like, what is it that you actually want? Mm-hmm. Like, your love. Well, yeah. And it then doesn't men. doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I want to talk about this scene. Yes. Um, <laughs> what I believe is what it's trying to say, which I, it is, um, <laughs> is basically just, like, the a constant cycle of men and their trauma basically creating the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah, that's how I saw it too. Because all yeah. of them had the same injury and like had the same mm-hmm. knocks them and everything. So it's like, yeah, it, basically, men need need therapy. They ne- need to learn that crying is okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's basically what it's trying to say. It's nothing deeper than that, and it's it's just men create each other. Yeah, it's, you know, the cycle of, you know, toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, that's all it's really trying to say. And Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I did get that. I think whenever I was watching it, I, I kind of went on, because like, I did get those 
ideas behind it, but I was just like the fact that it's showing like the cycle of birth with it and everything, it almost feels like they're trying to say something deeper, but maybe I'm not smart enough to get it. But <laughs> No, it's not that deep. It's okay. just I think it's pretty fucking obvious to me. <laughs> I think that's the thing of like if you're a guy going into this, a lot of it's like they're just trying to say something and I think if you're a woman, like having a life experience of being a woman just existing <laughs> yeah. i think all of it's like oh yeah this is totally it this yeah, is life that's how i felt throughout the entire thing so it's like um, that's that's one of those things like i think there's a couple things of imagery there that are up for interpretation i think when she's in the tunnel and like yeah it's literally an echo chamber i think that mm-hmm. that's very much like talking about like the echo chamber that men put themselves in yeah um there's <laughs> the part where the green man blows the dandelion is that what they're called yeah mm-hmm. and like and it, that's the thing i thought there's gonna be some basically yeah, yeah basically she like swallows one yeah um um that could be a symbol symbol of some symbolic symbolic for like uh rape or just like yeah um planting his seed inside of her yeah yeah like rape rape yeah <laughs> um like th- that's that's kind of it's kind of why it's so weird is because I think it almost tricks you into thinking that it's like oh he's saying something about like humanity but like yeah no literally the title of the movie tells you what this movie <laughs> yeah. is yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> um <laughs> and I did not come out of it disappointed <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. actually really really happy how it was handled I think it was done really well yeah <laughs> yeah um i will say I did like in the ending too how like after putting her through even more like her trying to heal herself and then putting her through more trauma and like oh well if you love me you wouldn't have to deal with all of this like, yeah it, yeah Which one thing that such a, just like uh yeah that's just yeah. like a whole toxic relationship oh thing yeah anyway yeah. That, uh, it is um one thing that i didn't get that my friend that i went and saw with did um was after the men uh, big thing. It mm-hmm. cuts to the friend, the friend coming and like all the damage actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was like something going on. You don't really know what because it doesn't show any of the bodies or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and you just see her sitting on the steps and then she's like smiling. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't get this at all from this, but my friend, uh, you guys know him. Yeah. Um, yes. Come on the podcast, damn it. <laughs> um, was like, well, that's just like saying she finally was able to let go and like she was able to move past her trauma. But I don't I don't think that's true. I don't know what the ending is. I mean, I think that could be inter- interpreted in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that's another thing I might be looking too deep into also because like not like her friend finally does come to, you know, check on her and see if she's OK. And like she just smile at her. Also, her friend is pregnant. Very pregnant. Very pregnant, which that means something. Yeah. It must mean something, right? Like, I don't, maybe. Yeah. Don't and that's what I was thinking. Like, there like, might be something. Why would you have that in there? Exactly. Yeah. Because, like, it never shows her friend above the shoulders until this scene. Yeah. yeah. Watching and, it on a second time, though, when they're talking, yeah, it I does mean, allude to it. It does. It's like, oh, your condition. It doesn't say that, but basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And she's like, I'll watch you get drunk and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like it alludes to okay. it a few times. Mm-hmm. But like, so kind of like how it alludes, uh, for like Book of Eli, how Denzel Washington is blind the whole time. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know, then you know. Right. What that symbolizes, I'm not. I don't know. Maybe uh, it's just like the cycle of life. Maybe it's like the rebirth. actual like. Maybe I, I want to say because this movie is very grief heavy too, almost like maybe the start mm-hmm. of healing because like it's one of those things like whenever you're in the middle of grief. And I think everyone in this room could probably attest to that too. It's like when you're in the middle of grief, there's like 
this whole thing where you feel like you're like kind of down in a hole the entire time. And then there's just like one day wherever things are still grim, but it starts to be just like a little bit brighter and like mm-hmm. a little bit better. Maybe it's just like this, the ending of this movie is like the start of healing or like maybe you finally have someone in your life that like can help you move forward with something kind of mm-hmm. thing. And like it's, it, 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 that's how I get it. The beginning of healing almost. I, yeah. I think it's, I think that's part of it. And also just like, cycle of rebirth and just um i guess maybe you there is a possibility of starting fresh not just with your like within your own self but like um you know it doesn't have to be toxic masculinity the whole time you (laughs) can teach your fucking children (laughs) i'm probably looking way too deep into this but teach your fucking children to not be shit your boys (laughs) like um i don't know it's definitely a a theme there so (laughs) but yeah i say let's get into a final ratings and stuff here start with uh robbie again so once again at this movie is slow i'll say that but at no point is this movie boring. Like, there's always like I wouldn't, I wouldn't call, call it slow. slow. I would say that it ha- it it knows its pace and it keeps that yeah. pace extremely well. Yeah. Because I think when you say the word slow, it implies that it's boring. boring. Yeah. And I don't think that this movie's ever boring. Mm-mm. That's what I'm saying though. It's not boring, but there is like it's like a slow because burn sort it's, of thing? yeah. Uh, I was gonna say because the beginning of it is kind of just like oh she's out in the countryside and she's just kind of in the process of healing and like kind of her walking out in the forest and kind of being are being comfortable with being with herself and stuff like that. And it's just a lot yeah. of like scenery and like showing, which I think is scenery also... imagery and stuff like that, which is all like very good. Yeah. What are the words I'm trying to, th- there are better good. words for what I'm trying to describe. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess like dab. a lot of, <laughs> yeah, can not dab. <laughs> And not badong. <laughs> uh, I do agree, like, this movie does know, like, what its pacing is. Uh, this movie very quickly does go from, like, being kind of a movie about grief to, like, this psychological thriller, in a way. I, I, I don't know about I psychological. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is always about grief. That's kind of the thing. Like, it is about grief. I think it's about and dealing grief and dealing with trauma. Yeah. And. Uh, and rebirth. Yes, rebirth. Um, definitely. Um, and Lots just, of penis. Like, the cycle of everything, <laughs> which I think you can yeah. change anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. But no, like, because I'm not trying to say, like, it's boring or anything like that, but, like. I don't know. I guess it kind of when the movie ramps up, it really, really ramps up. Yeah, but like the I don't know. Again, I just wouldn't call it slow because I think like all of the performances in it are just ex- it's yeah. intense always, mm-hmm. and they're always like. But there are on like point. yeah, I was gonna say it's on point, but like there are just those scenes wherever like it's just kind of her walking in the woods or like just showing the se- like showing the countryside and stuff like that of like. <clears throat> Like there's and like there's not even like any music playing or anything, but like those are scenes that like work very well with the pacing, is what I'm trying to say. Like, I, would, I would I would say if like, anything, slow burn is a more accurate yeah. thing than saying a slow movie. Cause it doesn't it's not like it goes to nothing. It all is it starts here at the very top <laughs> and it sort of stays there. Like that's it's an intense movie. Yeah. yeah it is a very it intense really movie. 
that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm trying to think of the right words to use for this because I feel like I'm going to use all the wrong words to say that I did like this movie. Um, I would say the parts that would generally be described slow in most things, I would almost say are melodic. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because it's it's not something that's boring and it's not necessarily slow because, like, there's a lot happening in those scenes, Mm -hmm. but it's almost trance-like. Yeah. I can agree with that. Um, I will say, like, uh, the lead actress did a very good job with this movie. She's incredible. She 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 is is. very incredible. Uh, I feel like she is a good enough actress that she could have a movie where it's just her throughout the entire thing and she could carry the entire movie. She kind of did that with thinking of ending things and this. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, all, like... All the acting performances in this were top notch, if you ask me. Yes, absolutely. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the reason I say it's psychological, psychological thrillers, because like this movie is very much kind of playing with your head on like the womanly experience. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm waiting for you to tell me that I'm wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I don't think it's playing with your head. I think it's completely fucking obvious. Well, no, it's playing with your head because it's putting you in the mindset of just like, yeah. this is what it feels like to be walking Actually, your, alone yeah. at night. This is what it feels like to have someone creeping up on you and yeah. like trying to like push your boundaries of like, oh, she let me touch her leg maybe just a yes. little bit more and like kind of pushing, like it gets into your head of like, this is how you're like, if you feel uncomfortable that's the right way you're supposed to feel about the scene. And honestly, like, I'm so happy that you feel that way because I feel like it was extremely effective. Yeah, and that's, that. a, that's and why I'm... I say it's psychological <laughs> because it gets into your head to make you feel that way. Just feel and that like... way all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's kind of the point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe I am just looking too deep into some of the parts of this because like you guys keep on saying it is very simple about like what it's trying to say in the movie but it feels like you know because there is like the overall message of this movie but it also feels like they have like little divots like here and there like i guess a good example is like you said the ending how you didn't really get that or like it felt almost like uh the symbolism or the symbology (laughs) of the crow uh flying through the window too and like him just breaking its neck because it has a broken wing and stuff like that that almost feels like there's a deeper meaning behind that too but it, it could also just be the fact of like with you know I think so I, here's like me getting super like push glasses up on my nose film criticy about it actually and like he's trying to say something super deep here and I think that that's the mistake of this movie is you can get into that really easily but like yes I think with the killing of the crow and then and this is gonna just the whole thing it's gonna be sexist too I think um he like kills the crow and the crow is on the counter and then later on you see that the woman mask is put on the crow yeah. and like the he's manipulating it to where it's so like, to where it's like moving and shaking. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's wait here's the, here's when you think too much about the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, crows are known for keeping things like objects, especially yeah. shiny objects. Um, and I think this is like very man's perspective on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so like putting the female mask on the crow, yeah. I think, is essentially saying like. This is what women are to men. Is yes. there these little dancing things that take shiny objects? Yes, okay. absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I, I mean I got, got that. As well. 
I got it from that point, but I'm saying like <laughs> earlier on, whenever like it felt uh, flew through the window, but it was still alive, and he's like, "Oh, it has a broken wing, got to kill it." Yeah, like, that I, could be I fucking, wasn't sure if there there uh, was like a deeper push meaning. Push my glasses up on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that could mean, um, oh, she lost her purity, so she's you know you know worthless now <laughs> yeah. and i thought like maybe there's a deep meaning uh, than that or maybe it might just be the fact of like oh like whenever it comes to, like men who are like on farms or anything else like that they never like try it like if a a cow breaks a leg or something like that or like if a, yeah, uh, a like bird no breaks longer... a wing or something like that it's no longer valuable to them so they just kill it right yeah. away mm-hmm. instead of letting it heal and so i thought like maybe it was just saying that it's just like oh it's it's like a manta just like instead of let, letting something heal and leaving it alone they have to put their two cents into it and kill it kind of thing but yeah i i guess i'm still digesting this movie a little bit but while i'm still in the digestion period of this movie i'd say it was very good it was very profound it's something that's gonna sit with me for a while uh i would say i'd I'd give it a nine out of ten this is a really good movie i really did enjoy it okay Mm -hmm. okay sam okay well this is me um (laughs) (laughs) i cannot wait to watch this movie again at some point um yeah i I honestly would not say that it is profound at all. I don't think it's profound at all. I think it's extremely straightforward and um it's not it's not actually deep. It's very surface level. <laughs> um and that's probably just cuz I'm a woman and this is completely normal to me anyway and I just understand it better. <laughs> but I think it's like also kind of the point. Yeah, exactly. I think so. And I and just like knowing the kind of reviews you're gonna see on this, yeah, <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that just like says it all. There, I think the title of this movie explains this movie so well. Just men, just fucking men. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I honestly really love this movie. Um, I could probably talk about every detail, like forever and i i'm definitely going to be digesting this movie for a while as well <laughs> um, yeah yeah i mean i give this movie a fucking 10 it's a 10 for me nice um and as for me i really love this movie uh literally walking out of the theater uh the first thing i said to the, the friend person was I cannot wait to go onto Rotten Tomatoes tomorrow and start reading reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting reading reviews, especially from the pro- or from the perspective we have of this movie. Yeah, of like and all- it's like like Sam said, it's one of those things of like you know exactly what you're going to read, and it's one it's like you you somewhere in the back of your mind, you, as like a human being, you're like I hope I go on there and everyone's like. I get it now. I've been shitty, but like yeah. it's not that. It's, it's exactly not- what you thought it was no, going to be. It's going to be doubling down on shitty like oh this is feminist propaganda (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is just the dumbest fucking i don't know (laughs) yeah get into that forever (laughs) this is why i don't like this movie it propagates the female uh female fantasy (laughs) (laughs) like there's so many so many reviews on there of like yeah, I guess this is going to be your favorite movie ever if you hate men. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or if you know you're just a woman. And yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> and you, or you're just a man that actually fucking gets it. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things where you know what you're going to read. And it's... It's a movie that is extremely simple and also important. Yeah. Like, I think... 
this is one of those movies that you can show to somebody and instantly know if you're going to get along with them or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, depending on what their opinion on this movie is. Um, it's an incredible horror movie. And it is, I think, almost a perfect example of how to properly do suspense in a film. Yeah. I, yeah, honestly, I think this movie is basically perfect. Is that like going too far? I think this movie is fucking fantastic. (laughs) I think this is going to be pretty easily in the upper echelon of horror movies for me for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. Same. I think it's like the the stars of like modern horror and modern sensibilities of horror. I think it's like Vavich, Hereditary in this. Like I think that they're all in the S plus plus tier of like yeah. You if you are a real horror fan a horror aficionado you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't watch this movie yeah um this dude has been getting better and better with every single movie and i am extremely excited to see what he pulls out next because it's gonna be uh great as long as it's not his dick just don't (laughs) don't pull out your dick because that's gonna really make make this a sour apple kind of movie if (laughs) you turn out to be an awful person man (laughs) Um, yeah, I love this movie too. Uh, I would, I would give it a 10. Like it's, it's just, I can't imagine what you could have done differently to make it better. Me either. Honestly, it's like, and I just want everybody to go watch it so we can talk about it super openly all the time. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a movie that is obvious for women and important for men. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's it. That's that was we Top Gun Maverick and Men. Mm-hmm. We talked about both those things. Yeah, yeah. And a movie with toxic toxic masculinity and a movie about toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, but my final review or whatever on this is: Are the men okay? Though? <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, really brave of the director <laughs> to um just put a movie out there showing how damaging women are to men, you know? And just the kind of damage they can do by just like not loving you, you know? So Yeah, you're very um uh You all right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um Anyway, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do that uh, by emailing us directly, thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go down to our bio. There's a link tree there. It's going to take you to a bunch of our socials and places you can listen to us, a few of the more popular ones. And uh, check out our Twitch. We stream every Wednesday and Saturday night. Right now on Wednesdays, we are playing, what is it called? Uh, Wander Song. E is playing through that. It's a weird, almost rhythm game, but it's not really a rhythm game. It's a weird thing. And um, we're going to be starting Robbie playing his first game for the stream, Undertale. Hooray. We're starting that uh, tonight as of this recording. So that will be exciting. Yeah. fun. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So check out our, our Twitch we're we're doing stuff there. We're going to probably have some mystery streams every now and then that we're not going to be advertising of weirder stuff. So 
we'll uh we'll see what I'm all for it. That. Yeah. Uh anyway, Robbie, yeah. get us out of here. So, if you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another. Make sure to be safe. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been listening since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you so so much. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Robbie. Yeah. For both uh basically spending your last 14 hours watching movies <laughs> with me. <laughs> um everybody out there, uh be safe, be kind to everybody. Do what you can to not be an asshole. Um we'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.